what's good, what's good, what's good, my people? You just tuned in to another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast, where I interview inspiring entrepreneurs within the entertainment field. And yo, me, I go by Brown96. And today's episode, yo, we got a fucking female extraordinaire. She goes by Berenice Valle Molina. Yo, she's an artist manager and she also owns URA Casting where she coaches people to become great actors and go on and make great movies and yo, you're gonna love this conversation. I know I did. I know I learned a lot from the homegirl and I hope you guys learned something from this conversation. I hope you guys learned something. So listen in, learn, and apply that shit to your own craft. And with no time to lose, we're going into the episode. So strap on that seatbelt and get ready for this ride. It's going to be another dope ride down the hip-hop spot side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's going down? We're back to the hip-hop spot podcast. And yo, we got a dope, dope uh, guest today, man. We got Berenice Valle. You know, she's from um, Los Angeles, correct, Berenice? Yes, sir. There we go. And um, represent that um, the area code. Oh, the 213, always. All right, um, all right. So you go by Valle or you go by Molina? Uh, Molina is my father's last name. My Valle, uh, Valle is my maiden name. All right. So, cool, cool. Yeah, either or. That's good. That's cool. Cool. Um, yo, so man, like you know, I always like to start the interviews by talking about the upbringing of the guest. Um, you know, and I would like to know your upbringing and the struggles you had growing up in your barrio. You know, wherever that was. You know what I mean? And um, just just talk to us about how was your upbringing and uh, your struggles. Um, upbringing. Well, you know, I grew up with with mom and dad in the home for the first six years. Um, my dad from Salvadorian descent, my mother Mexican descent, um, and it was a lot of us, um, you know, in one home. So pretty much growing with growing up with parents that have the language barrier, you know, here and and kind of outnumbering them, um, you know, it was, I'm going to say it was a challenge um, just because the the kind of lifestyle we lived, you know, um, mom was more of like walking a straight line, you know, she was work ethic and be respectful, responsible and have dignity and all that. And my dad was more on like the fast life you know and he um he wanted to give us everything that he didn't have growing up but he wanted to do it um in the fast way you know so we grew up hearing no don't do that but then on the other side is like yeah go and do it all however you need to do it so um a little bit of uh both worlds you know like wanting to do right but then being exposed to that fast life by the other parent yeah you know, like I always talk about, you know what I mean? Like I always go into the topic of um <clears throat> of mental health because like growing up in the barrios, you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that we see that we're exposed to that um later on in life, they come out as mental illnesses like, you know, PTSD 
or uh, you know anxieties and stuff like that. And uh, as adults, we don't understand where that's coming from. But for the most part, I personally been told that my anxieties, you know, what I mean, uh, most likely stem from like you know, what I mean, upbringing and then um, things that I've seen and things that I been a part of and things like that. You know, what I mean, with with the whole street, you know, what I mean, with the whole most freaking definitely. street life and shit. And um, um, how do you see that? <clears throat> I. I believe that um, it's something that within our communities we don't speak too much about, you know. Um, I think that we grow up a certain way and think that that's the norm of things because we are taught to see things and not speak about them, to hear them, to hear things and not speak about them. So therefore, we're taught suppression at a very young age, you know. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you see, you get exposed, but you're not allowed to feel. So how do you, um, how do you, go from that being taught all that and then growing up and saying well talk to me and express yourself in this so it's kind of like a contradiction you know you're told not to feel not to express not to say anything but then you're expected to communicate when you're older there's um a double standard in that but i believe most definitely that the things that go unspoken about and undealt with do come back and and haunt you um in the sense of um, unhealed trauma and things you don't speak about and things that you don't grow from, you know, um, eventually it has a way of manifesting into something else because either a smell, a touch, a location, an event, something will trigger that thought again, you know? So therefore that's why we hear like, you know, I, I see it a lot, like it could be even within homies while we're on set and if there's like an action you know scene and there's like explosives or something like you some of them you see the reaction you know and and sometimes that's just stemming from something that we don't deal with or we talk about you know so the more we are told not to speak about our feelings or the way we grow up or the way we see and just continue suppressing things the more damage we do internally to ourselves and to our own you know so I, I believe it plays a big part of like your upbringing and yeah. everything you've been exposed to. And all these things keep them, uh, keep us back from being our best. You know what I mean? It's like everyone has potential for greatness. You know what I mean? And um, all these things is like just keeping us back with including, you know, be, I mean, being like Latino, being Chicano. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's not easy at all. I think um, it's been a long time coming that um, things like this have happened throughout years and years but nobody spoke about them or nobody exposed it you know and i think um now that everything's so out in the open whether social media whether media whether people talking about it um people lack knowledge of things that are happening you know so therefore people make um, assumptions or conclusions of some things without knowing the history or different things behind it you know and that's why we get stereotypes or put into a category because we're often um misunderstood you know and i think that if you get the right people to sit down and and really listen then they have more of a knowledge of why we are how we are or we move the way we move you know but um I think nobody's given us that opportunity to really just yeah. demonstrate that um, that we too 
have that right, you know, to have that opportunity like the next light person would or the Caucasian person would or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of it also stems that our communities, you know, unfortunately don't speak up and don't unite when it comes to certain things that they want done. Everybody's quick to talk about the problem and the issue, but nobody's quick to like jump on the boat and figure out a solution either, you know, and that's unfortunate. But if we were to gather around um, and invest that same energy that we do to like bring each other down and everything, but to uplift each other and do the opposite, then we would be more of an impact than we are right now, you know, because we got the the numbers. So all mm-hmm. that, like we're the minority, we're not minority, we're majority, but we unfortunately lack the knowledge and the wisdom and even the open-mindedness to like um, move as a unit, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Going into gang intervention, um, how did you how did you stumble upon that, or was that something that you willingly like went out and and, and chose to look for more information to be a part of and, and help out and stuff like that, or I mean, how did that happen? Uh, with the gang intervention, um, that was actually something that was a position that was offered. Right, it was always my intention to work with troubled youth just because of the background that I um, have experienced myself and I myself having um, a child, a teenager that is, you know, um, has a history of also that street life. So not only being a part of growing up, but then also um, being on the other side as a concerned mother, you know, or one that worries or whatever it is. So therefore, when the position came up, Um, you know, to be a case manager and work the same community that I lived in um, or that I live in currently and given the opportunity to give back, um, I took it. You know, I felt that a lot of the youngsters, um, whether in the community I live or outside the community I live, um, they lack misguidance. Um, People that are out there now teaching these youngsters are naive themselves. So I feel that... um, you know, what can I do in order to reach out or to be heard, but in a different perspective? And I think that was a way of doing it. And, um, you know, and you could relate to the community that you serve because then now it's somebody that they could trust, you know, and like be able to open up and say, hey, I'm, I'm in need of this or that. And the more I got to be exposed to, with the communities and different um, youth and adults, the more I started feeding into wanting to make more of a difference. So I ended up doing starting with gang intervention and eventually evolving into um, advocacy work into the juvenile halls and doing it in a different um, way now through the industry because I still think that this is gang intervention, you know? Mm. Like if I could provide a different opportunity or a different workplace um, that brings a person an, uh, a chance and a feeling of purpose, then that you're doing intervention, yeah. you know? So um, that's how I, I stumbled upon that, you know, based on personal experiences and like wanting to give back to the community I took from for so long, you know? Isn't it so weird sometimes how um, one, one person can give the best advice to another person, but that same person that gave that advice is struggling through that same, same topic that they're, that they're giving advice to. Basically, oh, we, yeah, we're able to like help out others more than we can help ourselves sometimes. I think that's just in our nature, being um, people that care about other people. We always want to provide that solution to the next person because we don't want to 
like either see them suffer or go through it, but when it's time to apply it in our own lives, it becomes difficult, you know, and I think that's just with everyone. Now, was it the same as you imagined for the job to be? Or was there a point where you're like, man, this is getting tough. Like, you know what I mean? These kids, they're not, they're hard-headed, you know what I mean? And a lot of, <laughs> I mean, I personally was hard-headed, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, how do you deal with, with people like that? Um, You know what? I always remember um, the thing that I say the most, you know, and that's, uh, you know, be be the person you wish somebody was once for you, you know, and um, there's going to be a time that you're going to want to give up and throw in the towel. Who doesn't? We're human beings, you know, mm -hmm. but um, at the end of the day, it's like what motivates you, what keeps you going and what keeps me going and what motivates me is that someone didn't give up on me there was somebody that looked at me and said you know what that person that that kid has potential this person has something to strive and um and i myself was facing time and picked up a charge when this happened to me so therefore someone didn't give up on me and showed me that hey like there's a different way of living only if this opportunity is given you know mm. so after that was done for me i felt like um you know, it's time to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's what, what keeps me going. I, You know, as much as I want to save uh, a thousand youth or whatever, as long as my message gets through one person, and I don't even mean by saving, but just like be, the advice being stuck in their head and um, at any point they remember my words, like I believe I've served a purpose, you know? And, um, and I believe that there's already too many people giving up on our youth. So why would I, being that I walk the same path or the same journey, do the same? You know, mm -hmm. like um, many people forget when they get out of that mist or out of the troubles, the same things that they wish somebody else would have done for them. And they just, you know, turn their back and never look back. And that's where we fail, you mm -hmm. know, because if we find a way out, why not go back and take someone out of the same like you know how that we were living or or whatever it is but you're gonna have your moments like anything any yeah. friendship any job any whatever's gonna get on your nerves but it's like how bad you want it you know and um and to me any any life i touch or any individual that i make an impact um with is worth it you mm. know so now by any chance was that through homeboy industries um, I was a case manager at Homeboy Industries for a little bit, but that's not where my journey of transition began. Like, that's where I got a taste of it, but I'm going to say that I wasn't all the way ready to transition at that point. You becoming the person you are now, like everything you've been doing that like led you to the person you are now and the things you are doing now, what would you say are like the things that you would change to, I don't know, maybe something you came across in the way, you know what I mean, on the way of you becoming who you are? What would you suggest to that to, to your younger self? You know what, if I had a chance to advise my younger self uh, uh, an advice um, that would probably would have saved me a lot of headaches, um, would have been like, you know, just, just listen and, and be woke of like all the red flags people like, show you you know like i would have saved myself a lot of headaches and and heartaches and betrayals if i would have just listened to um to the advice other people would give you know sometimes we think we know it all and that's not 
the accurate, you know, thing. Because if you're the smartest person you know, then something's really wrong, you know. But yeah. um, um, I would say that, you know, people say, would you change something, um, you know, anything, an event in my life, you know. No, I wouldn't change anything I've lived through as traumatic as it's been. Um, it's led me to who I am today, and I think that, if there was anything that was moved or shifted, then it would take away from the value I know I hold today, you know, as far as knowledge or experience or life lessons or skills. So um, I would do it all again, but I would advise my younger self, um, you know, to be more aware, like to uh, to not be too blinded of, you know, wanting wanting to fit in so much that you just disregard, like, the real things people expose you, you know, to, and also patience. Like, I think, um, I, till now I'm an adult and I like that, you know, and, mm. and I keep it 100. Like I would lie to you and say, Hey, my life is like perfect. It wouldn't, it, it, it would be a lie if I told you that. But, um, but what I would say is, um, you know, patience, like, for every kid out there, for every child really that wants to grow up and explore the, the the world and like be an adult and get out of your parents' house and all that, like slow the hell down, you know, like it's it's not you're not missing out on too much. Like enjoy it, you know, um, enjoy being a kid. I think that's something that I regret not doing. You know, mm. um, I wanted to grow up so so fast that I was in everybody's business except the the place that I was supposed to be. You know, and um, mm. And that caused a lot of ways of how I viewed the world too, you know, because there's a sense of innocence that was robbed. So therefore, you know, if I could have changed that, then I would have enjoyed my childhood a little more than rather wanting to grow up quicker. Mm. Wow, that's that's beautiful right there. Um, now let's go into um, your casting company. You are a casting. Now is that? So what is an extension of which? So um, from the streets to the set is what exactly within URA casting? Okay, so URA casting, URA stands for underrepresented artists, right? And our slogan is from the streets to the set. Oh, so that's kind a slogan. Of, okay, gotcha. Right, so kind of, you know, how they have like Homeboy Industries, nothing stops a, mm. a bullet like a job like or a job, whatever. Yeah. yeah, so um, us, we started off just as a regular, you know, little team that were like, well, what do we call ourselves? Well, from the streets to the set. We started like that and um, on ig right and and we didn't think it was gonna go anywhere because in reality it started as nothing you know and it was like ah, okay like something to do but um as it grew and and the demand got um, bigger and then i started taking it as a career more than a hobby it was like well we can't just be from the streets to the set like now we need to have something more professional more corporate more label right so then um and i didn't want to stay in the in the genre that I only dealt with Latinos and, and homies from the hood that were only raza, you know, I mm. wanted to, to make it known that I was there to represent anybody that was minority or underrepresented. So that's where URA came from. And, um, but we still do represent raw, authentic people from the barrios, from the hood. So that's why we call it from the streets to the set. Like, this is us. We didn't go and pretend to be something that we're not. We didn't go and sign up to acting school to show me how to be from a barrio. Like, that's embedded in me. That's who I am. This is where we come from. So um, 
the part of URA is taking pride in who you are and where you come from and embracing our stories of, of trauma, of pain, of dysfunction, of drug addiction, of gang violence, of all that, but incorporating it into putting it into a form of art. And also, um, you know, if you're already telling the story, why not put someone that's already lived it, you know, in these stories um, and provide a different way of healing through the arts, even if it is through TV or movies, even if it is playing a role that you've played your entire life, but you're on set and that's preventing that same person from living that lifestyle out on the street and running a risk than playing that role on set and knowing that you get to go home with your family at the end anyway mm. and, and have something, you know? So um, that's why I also am pushing, you know, for them to, to practice their craft. Like a lot of homies are out of their comfort zone in acting class right now because it's like who like who would have thought, you know, like somebody giving them that opportunity. But um, it's it's essential and it's crucial for me and it's important because I also want to demonstrate to the world that we are more than just the stereotypes that we're believed to be. Like why do I always have to play the nanny or the janitor or the cholo or the trash man or <laughs> the niñera or like, you know, like why can't I play a doctor? a judge a CEO uh you know like um it's always the typical roles and we're more than that we're not just you know the help or the criminal or so therefore um to me it started off as a hobby but now you are a casting is more than just that it's it's a movement it's a change it's an impact it's a message really I want to leave you know mm -hmm. so Man, so like, I don't know, I have many questions about how how a person is even able to just up and start something that they have no clue about and then like just leave their job and just do something out of like, kind of out of the blue, you know what I mean? How did, how were you able to do this? Like, what was your first, I mean, what was your first few barriers that you, big barriers that you were just like, fuck, I, I, I can't do this. Like, how am I going to do this? But you still wanted to, but you're like, fuck, how am I going to do this? Like, who am I going to call? Sure. What am I going to do? Um, you know, first and foremost, I'm going to say, um, God, that's the only way I could put it because um, it didn't matter who, what human being I reached out to when I first started, the door was always shut. People would look and kind of laugh about it. Like, are you serious? You really want to start that? Like, come on, you know, like a joke. And until this day, we get that. We get a lot of haters. We get a lot of messages. We get a lot of negativity, like, you know, um, but um, the obstacles that I've faced doing what I do is... Um, you know, the, 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 the way people take us seriously or not, you know, um, I think a lot of the times, unfortunately, when we rely on our own people to open up doors for us, um, we are put to the test if those doors are even worthy of them to be open to us. So that, like, to me, being a female in the industry, but being a Chicana female in the industry with no, like you said, no prior experience. I didn't go to film school. I didn't do none of this shit. Like, I didn't go. This wasn't my career plan. This is not something I planned to do, but... Um, but again, the only way I could explain it is, um, is a higher power, you know, uh, they say you want to make God laugh, make plans, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that with this being something that I got into, it was more like, like, okay, 
I want to do this. It's not paying me because I don't know how to charge people, <laughs> you know, like what, what do I charge as a consultant or casting or whatever? So therefore, a lot of times my jobs, like my, my work was pro bono, but as long as my people would get paid, then I'm okay with that. Because mm. again, like I said earlier, if it's two hours or 12 hours on set, it's two hours or 12 hours that I'm preventing a homie getting busted, a homie getting shot at, um, and actually providing something, a new space, a new opportunity, a different world. So I didn't care, you know, um, but I kept pushing and, and the more I wanted people to notice us and it was like, no, no, but what kept me going was the fact that the people I started with believed in me and that's all I needed all I needed was the few individuals that were like nah boss like you've done this this that I keep pushing and and um and I wanted to keep doing it and then the first time I had my kids on set and I saw how like how happy they were and like how excited and proud I was like man I gotta keep doing this shit like you know and um and then I started doing my research about about the industry and um and started noticing the lack of roles that we have, like featured roles, um, you know, how they, we, we sell our stories, but we're not getting casted in them or like, so I started taking more interest and I started educating myself more in the field. And at that point I said, you know what? <laughs> many times I've been told no, many times I've been doubted many times I've told I've been told that I would never amount to anything many times I've been told that I was a joke many times I've heard all this shit but the difference between then and now is that I don't believe that about myself so therefore I'm gonna push and I'm gonna make something happen and um and with the help of the people that started with me and the people that came after and people that you know believed and pushed me and and put me out there it just was a reassurance that you know what there's there's a lot of people that are not being heard or seen and there has to be this voice and um you know growing up I always got in trouble for talking the most in class and talking back and talking shit so hey might as well you know do it and put it into work into something that's gonna make yeah. a change you know yeah. so um so that's what I'm doing now and and it's going great and um you know and it's a <laughs> work in progress uh, a day at a time really still now what kind of attitude does a person in, in in your shoes have to have to be able to like you know what i mean not i mean <laughs> i guess in a way con convinced but not you know what i mean kind of be like how does a person need to be to be able to progress in this field um you know what i think that no matter the field that you're in if you want to deliver a message and you want people to hear you it's really um how you carry yourself and and the respect you have for what you represent, you know, um, I think that it's how people say, right, like the way you carry yourself and the way you treat yourself is the way that other people will be approaching you. And I think that that's how I treat um, the people I, I represent and my team and everything is I treat them as a precious jewel, you know, that I won't allow anybody to disrespect or look down on. So therefore, um, I give that respect and I meet people where they're at and no judgment. And, um, and as far as the attitude, um, you know, I have to, there's times where I have to fake it till I make it, you know, there's times I might walk into a room and I might be nervous as shit, but then you see me and you think I'm mo the most confident person, but sometimes you have to convince yourself of that, you know, because when you allow fear and doubt to interfere, then it stunts whatever mm. you're trying to do. Um, so 
the attitude you have to have is as it's it's already done you know like um you want to go get it and you just need to act like it's already done but you just got to put in the work to follow up with it and um and a lot of it is mutual respect you know a, a question i get a lot on set is like how does a female tell a bunch of homies like gang members like what to do and they listen um well how do you speak to the next person when you're trying to get a job you know <laughs> you go in there with respect right and then that person also gives you that respect so it's no different if you want somebody to respect you and admire you and and have that loyalty to you you give them something that nobody's ever had, um, gave them, you know, and that's the attention, the respect, and the opportunity. And when you provide someone that and the unconditional love and, and the opportunities and the support, um, then they give you something in return that you can't pay for, you know, and um, and that's something that, that I take pride in, that I could carry myself with every individual in my team in a way that no one could say anything negative about me, you know, and... Um, and I trust everyone and the way they walk. And then I also allow them to be themselves. You know, I think when you allow someone to be themselves and you embrace them, um, like any human being, we just want to be accepted and loved, you know? And that's why a lot of us have joined gangs or a lot of us have run to drugs or unhealthy relationships. We want to just feel loved and validated, you know? So the squad that's what we call it you know from the streets to the set we provide that but in a healthy setting mm. we don't have to go in and run amok and do crazy shit like you <laughs> know like it, it's it's different so therefore um you know it, like i said before it becomes all worth it one thing um, that stood out to me when you um when we spoke the other day um that we have caused chaos in the streets or um We've done crazy shit, you know what I mean, uh, in the streets that we have to give back to these the same streets that we were, you know what I mean, running wild in. That, right. That really stuck in um, my mind. Yeah, um, and, and I believe that, you know, sometimes we, I mean, not to knock anybody's, like, um, a hustle or anybody's help to other people, but we're sometimes we're so focused on giving back at other countries and everything where our own backyard needs the most attention, you know? And um, and we want to send help to all oh, to Africa to this to that, but how about sending help down to the hood? Like we need people to like help, you know, with all this this healing and the trauma and um, and it goes back to that. Like we've taken so much and and it's time to give back to the same communities we took and we damaged and we hurt and we traumatized, you know, because these are the same streets our children will be walking or our great-grandchildren or whatever. And even though people relocate to give their kids a better life and a better location, people will always go back to find out where you come from or at least your roots, you know. And if that day comes that your children and your grandkids want to explore that and they want to return to that, you want them to return to something that's also um, something to be proud of. You don't, you know, we do that a lot within ourselves, like, oh, we segregate this area because it's worse than this area. But why are we doing that instead of focusing on healing it and making it better, you know, where we don't have to look at that place as, oh, that's where those people come from and that's where this and, like, that's our problem all the time, you know? So, um, so I, I'm a strong believer that as much as you take and as much as you damage, it's the same effort you need to give back and, and put back. You know, it's um, making amends with yourself. That's mm, really what it is. Yeah, I like you that. Know? I like that. Man, <laughs> now, um, 
going uh, talking about the you know what I mean like the actors like the first few actors that you got like what kind of challenges did you see um were you like 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 what am I getting myself into <laughs> you know like yeah. what was the challenges um you know what the challenges I had with a few of my first actors were the the ability to convince them to believe in themselves that's mm. that's what it was you know um it wasn't hey you know like be punctual or come and play your role it wasn't that it was being able to coach them to be confident enough to know that you're able to get this job done and executed and you deserve to be here you know um because that's the question I get a lot. Like, man, are they going to look at us like different or how are they going to treat us? <laughs> and, you know, so it, it's like, you know, everybody's on their toes and everybody's on point and on guard because, you know, they don't want to be rejected or they don't want to be looked down on or judged, you know. But uh, why do we think that? Because we've been done that all our lives, you know. So therefore, um, that doubt and that fear starts coming in so those were my challenges alongside with some of them that were like well you know um the anti-social a lot of them have came recently out of prison so therefore mm. like who am i gonna be on set with um where's this homie from like are they still <laughs> active or not or whatever oh, you know man. and and um and you know what so far the the time that i've been doing this work and everything not once um, by the grace of God, have I ever had an altercation on set, not an argument, not a, like, dogging, not a nothing, not a disrespect, nothing. And I think it goes back to providing opportunity. When you provide opportunity, you don't see great, like, you don't see red or blue. You don't see, you know, uh, the south or the west. You don't see none of that. You see green. And you see a, a way to survive, you know, mm -hmm. and... Um, and that's what makes everything a, a common denominator, you know? Everybody wants an opportunity. And when you give that to them, and if the setting is that you have to be on set with maybe people that you might not want to kick it with after set or whatever, that's fine. But as long as you're on set, you're doing your job, you're doing what you got to do. And little by little, I've noticed that there's, I mean, if there's nobody else, you're going to have to talk to your peers. Mm -hmm. And then you get to know each other and then you have things in common. And it doesn't matter if you decided to be from the hood across the street and, and he didn't, you know, you share different um, similar pains, different uh, similar trauma, similar upbringings. And, um, and that's um, what's formed, you know, with these, but, but the challenges is more um, on the internal like mm. having that that confidence you know like in yourself and knowing that you deserve to be where you're at or where um the opportunity has led you to be you know it's so. easy to, to like bottle things up you know what i mean but for the ones that uh for the ones that find outlets of how to express themselves for some reason that's looked as as weak like you know what i mean like for example like like writing poetry or mm. you know what i mean things like that it's like you know the homies you know because like growing up you know like I was, I was uh, into like writing poetry and uh, you know spoken word and and, and all that, and the homie's yeah. like, ah, you write poetry? Oh yeah, you're a poet. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and that was shit that I was seeing. You know what I mean? Like I would talk about in, in my in my poems, like shit that I was seeing. You know what I mean? Things like, uh, things of that sort. And um, you know what I mean? But it goes back I, to the brainwash, you know, because it, it's like 
if you say like how you said it right well i write poetry and homies are like you write poetry dog like what you know but if you were to say hey my boy i spit some some lines some bars and i rap and be, homies be like oh yeah let me hear that shit but without knowing that that's poetry in itself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's really the vocabulary that you use you know like um uh like why are you know some people okay with other people calling each other players but then if the hmm. opposite sex does it then it's undignified mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so therefore it's really the perception and how we grow up and, and the manipulation really of like how we need to view things of the right way of viewing them and what's wrong and what isn't you know and um i think that we need more men to to write poetry and we need Mm -hmm. more men to express themselves and we need more of that because for now what i've seen is the majority of women trying to hold it down in both opposite sex with our boys and our girls and um how do you expect the woman to teach a boy how to be a man um when she's a woman you know and that's why we need men to pick up the slack and and start being in tune with themselves to start healing the generations to come because if not then you're just going to portray the same um upbringing and the same rays and um you know just generations to come and the cycle won't ever break because you're still teaching our kids not to speak about the things that bother you and shit you know mm. and um and that's just it, it's more damaging than help now, why do you think that there's no, uh, there's not enough people like yourself in the world? Because <laughs> it's not easy. No. <laughs> um, you know what? The, the sacrifice and the work that comes with it isn't designed for everyone. That's the, the reality of it. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, like this, this career has taken a lot of time away like from my family, my kids, my husband, my um, brothers, my siblings, like you know, because it's time consuming, like you're trying to make a change, but you're also trying to network and get your name out there. And then you're not only representing yourself, but you're representing other people. And, um, so, you know, the sacrifices that come with this industry or just with the work itself, it doesn't even have to be the work within the industry. It could be, um, like counselors, case managers, substance abuse counselors, like, people that are in positions of always taking care of other people and wanting to make a change. There isn't too many of us because the reality is, is that some people give up in the process because of all the other people that don't want to make the change. Like they don't want to see the change happen, mm. you know? So when you, it's like a kid, when you tell them, oh, that's pendejo burro, whatever, you keep mm. telling that person, that person that you start believing that shit, you know? So I think that sometimes we have strong people that start strong, that want change and that want to make a movement. They want everything. But slowly, every field has its cutthroat moments, and it's how you're designed on how to handle that that will determine whether you keep moving forward or you're going to let that thing bring you down. And a lot of people of the fear of failing and the fear of rejection and the fear of being criticized and the fear of ending up alone, really, Mm -hmm. you know, because in a position of a leader, you tend to sometimes end up alone. That's really, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a path that you decide to take. So sometimes taking that journey on your own scares people, you know, um, because you want to conform, you want to settle, you want to do what everybody else is doing. And um, it takes a real 
um, dedicated and committed person to step out of the norm and say, no, I want to do something different, you know, and, and just taking a risk on who's going to follow you and doing that and who's going to leave you behind or who's going to fall off or who you're not going to have in your journey, you know, and um, that a lot of fear of the unknown is what stops people, mm. you know, and um, but somebody has to do it, you know. <laughs> It's necessary, you know, like this has been necessary since the 90s. You know what I mean? I don't know how sure. no one, no one stepped up like yourself, you know, back in the day. Like this, this, this is unheard of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know of, of yeah. any other and, and company was, of this. Yeah. And there was back in the day, like Suspect Entertainment, you know, with Manny oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Garcia that. and them. Yeah. But I think it goes back to like what I said, um, not being taken seriously, you know, and I know that they were successful, but the whole having to keep doing the work, they, it goes back to that, right? Like staying consistent, staying on top of things. And now um, there's more opportunity because we're on demand, you mm. know, like people want, like they have an itch for the Latino cultura now and they mm -hmm. want what we've always had. But now it's a trend and now we're training now everybody wants a piece of it. But um, and, and that's cool. But don't exclude us mm -hmm. from what what needs to be done either. You know, you want our stories and you want to and you want to um, put more of our content out there. But you don't want to give us a job to follow through with it. Like It can't be one or the other. It has to go hand in hand, you know. But um, I think that that now that it's it's came back again and having the same people like Manny Jimenez and Cesar Garcia and Carlos like supporting what I'm doing now because they've lived through it is even more of a blessing because now I get to speak to people who've gone through this journey and kind of have some guidance and be like hey um you know like now what do I do or what's an advice you know and, and I get um, th this advice, you know, but the advice that I get now, it took my my consistency for people to say, all right, she's serious about this, you mm -hmm. know, and um, it wasn't right away. But I think um, the key component of any successful movement any change any whatever is whoever is leading that team, that movement, that pack is confident in themselves and what they're there to do and the vision because if you wait for the rest of the people to be in tune with you you're gonna fall behind you really just need to be confident in what you have to do you know and um and then everybody else will follow that's just how unfortunate it is that sometimes people wait for someone else to start something that they've wanted to do forever <laughs> but they don't do it and then when someone else is doing it now they want to jump on the bandwagon mm -hmm. which is cool but you know but you have the same tools that i had you just <laughs> wanted it easier you know and that's really where the the question um comes in like why isn't anybody doing it because it's not easy mm. <laughs> that's why now the actors that you know like um like richard uh cabral how did you meet these um these um like you know great actors um and how did you form that bond to where now they're like bringing in people for your company? Um, so I met Richard and Joey Ray before they were actors. So like uh, okay. Richard Cabral was Joker, Joker from yep. 213, right? A rapper. Mm -hmm. um, Joey Ray, I met him at Homeboys um, when he was like on in his addiction and stuff. And um, 
And we had mutual people that, you know, were getting loaded with one another and stuff. So I, so we were in that, in that circle together. And then we all kind of went our separate ways and, um, and we pursued things different. And then now years after, um, you know, I run back into them, um, at homeboys and on set and, uh, and we're like, what the hell? Like, you know, how did you get into this? And how did, you know, I knew Joey Ray wanted to get into acting years ago when he came out in the great iron gang and, um, mm. and Richard, um, you know, when he first auditioned and stuff and he was nervous, but, um, after that, it was like, we went our separate ways, but life brought us back together in the industry. So we're like, you know, how, like sharing our stories. And, and I started sharing how I wanted to start doing what I was doing. And they're like, man, like you should. And, um, and it went from you should to like not hearing shit back from them. And I'll be straight honest because I've told them now, like for a while I resented them, like, hold up. Like, you know me from a long time ago and you're not helping me and you're in that position, but it goes back to saying what I said, people in our cultura, whatever, sometimes need to see where the next person is, if they're really mm. committed or not, because sometimes we give opportunities to those people. And I don't know what it is with our people that when you give them something for free that they don't have to work for, sometimes half of the time they blow that shit, you know? Mm. And it's like, well, I'm giving you something, but that's the problem. When we give something and you don't feel the sense of having to earn it, you don't value it. So therefore, I had to earn my respect from even these peers that I knew before the industry but now they had a different position and I had to understand that they're also making a name on themselves in the industry and they want to make sure that whoever they vouch for is going to be reliable and committed and all that mm. so I had to understand that and with time I earned that and they saw that I was consistent they started seeing me on set more often and bringing homies and, and no problems on set with the guys and everybody started speaking high um, volumes of us and speaking proudly so then it was like okay she's serious you know and um and I had a sit down with Richard and Joseph and then they started homie to homie and we started having this um like homie to homie mixers once a month where all Latino entrepreneurs gathered in one location and shared each other's resources like how do we do with this and that and with it use each other instead of going outside you know and um and that's how I I started back a business relationships a relationship with them and um, and being on set is you know we're peers and then we chop it up about other projects and what we're doing and how can we help the community and um, and now we get to do things um, together and well of course being on different sets you get to meet other people you know Wilson Steve mm -hmm. um, you know Romeo Reels um, so. It, it really is all about networking and I think that anything you do is who you know not what you know, hmm. you know? that's that's what you mentioned right now that's fucking dope like uh, like a bunch of Latino entrepreneurs sitting in one place giving each other uh you know either feedback or uh giving each other different uh different pointers to different you know aspects of of of, uh, of the game really and that's well, and that's something that is like wow like if if our people really got together in that aspect and and made moves in that aspect fuck we'd be so fucking so much up there 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and we would, you know, and I think that um, a lot of the things that we lack are are the fear that if we share what we know, somebody's going to rob our ideas. But you know what? I'm a strong believer that what's yours is yours. Mm. No, take that, you know, and your skill is your own and what you're made to um you know what you were made to be or designed to be in this life is your purpose it don't matter what or who does what what you're meant to do is is there you know it's yours to grab and um and you're given those specific skills to execute that purpose you know but i think a lot of people um focus too much on what the next person's doing that they mm. lose sight of their own blessing and then they mm. let it slip through the cracks and then they're mad at the next person um but it's like why if we came from the same place together why is it that i'm rising and you're not if we were both giving the same opportunities you know it's just that one person put the work in it and one didn't and um when we have programs like this like the homie to homie like how i said you know um it takes away from the typical oh i'm greedy of my knowledge Mm -hmm. so i don't want to share it you know like no somebody has to stop that cycle and um and why not use our own people it's like for example my goal is um to be a director and a producer you know like that's what i want to do i want to create our own content and our own stories it's about time you know and i think like when i um when I do get to that, because I will get to that, I don't ever want to, like, one thing I also advise people and when I do either motivational speaking and stuff is, like, watch the language used because words are powerful things. If you always say, oh, I never accomplished this, I'll never do that, or I want to, you become a wannabe and you become a failure already before you even put in the fucking work, you know? So going back to that is, like, you know, when I get to produce and direct, um, you know, the opportunities are going to be there, but it goes back to, um, not forgetting, you know, like where, where this is going to lead to and where you're going to, where you come from, but also taking the initiative of taking your own people with you and teaching what you've learned because you're not going to be eternal, you know? So like, why are you going to hog that to yourself? Yeah, Pass that shit say. on to yeah. generations, you know? And, um, and that's going to be essential, but, People really just need to stop getting in the idea of being selfish. Like, oh, if I share this, then they're going to rob the idea. And there might be somebody that's going to rob that idea, but it goes back to what's yours is yours, you know? And um, and what's meant for you to become, that's what you will become. But, um, yeah, there's this homie-to-homie space that I keep talking about. I think it's great because when my time comes to produce my movie or whatever, I'd rather go to my local um, senora, you know, in, in a restaurant and say, Hey, you know, Doña, like I'd rather pay you to, to film in your restaurant instead of going and paying Beverly Hills some bullshit yeah. and I gave back to my community, you know? You um, or like, and this is why we created that space. So, uh, so people, business people in your community get to start to know you and, and bond with you and everything. So like that, you have that comfortability and that trust to go to your neighbor and say, hey, Doña, well, this week we're going to shoot right here so no se asuste si hay un montón de pelones or whatever, <laughs> but people start, yeah. you know, start being a part of, it, it goes back to that, wanting to be a part of something, you know, so when people find that you are a part of something and you serve a purpose, then you take your role more seriously and pride in it, you know, so therefore, um, you start building these relationship, relationships and people start 
honoring what you do because now you become um, a role model for the community. It's not only a selfish thing, you know? Yeah. And not only that, but like, if 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 you share your, what you know, you know, to another person that may make that next hit movie, you know what I mean? Like, right. and and they're gonna start their own movement, and then like the next movement, you know, and it's and it's and it's dope, you know what I mean? Because it's within our own people, like you know what I mean? Why not empower the next person that can make that next great move? Why not? Most definitely. You know yeah, I mean? we need to. Yeah, no doubt. So now, when I met you, you mentioned that you also uh, manage uh, artists. Yes. Now, like how did that stuff. come to play? There was a few people that joined the squad that wanted to do acting. And then after being in the squad for a bit, we started chopping it up. And um, they were like, well, I do music too, you know? And I'm like, I do music. Like, okay. You know, and then they would start showing me like, look, this is what I've done. This is what it... So then it was like, oh, that's dope. And then the question came about, like, well, you know, since you manage the acting, like, can you manage the music? First, a few people, I was like, no, because music and acting are two different animals. Mm -hmm. um, they are. And, um, and then after, it was like, well... <clears throat> It's all about networking anyway, you know, and and I felt flattered that these people that were asking me to manage them had the trust and the confidence that I was able to have their careers in my hand and like kind of move it a certain direction, you know, and um, and they trusted my opinions and <laughs> and how I would see things. Um, so um, when that came about, I took a chance and um, and I started with a couple you know uh, of guys and um and i've stayed with a couple of guys and and we're seeing what we do you know like just to move forward but um that's how really it came about and and right now i'm learning more about the music industry you know because like i said it's two different animals from acting and um and music you know so i'm doing like work myself but it's taking um it's taking an interesting turn because there's like now different people like that are into different genres you know and it's like oh shit like okay now this this is a different door and then this is a different door that i gotta open so um it, it's challenging but nevertheless it's rewarding again that people have that that trust and that believe in me so like you know i take that as an honor really so who are the um who are the artists that you manage right now? Uh, some of the guys that are in our team are like lyrics and Cindy artist and uh, Romeo Reels. Um, some of the people that are gonna be performing at our event like Evelyn G. Cujo's been part of the team before. Um, so Azteca uh, Musica. There's um, Dio Rico who does reggae. Um, there's several um jimmy valdez who sings corridos mm. so so there's a few i mean you're gonna get to meet a few of them when at the event you know when you come down and, and do the coverage is evelyn g um was she with um brownside is that the same i believe so oh, okay that's her okay I've yeah, seen her, yeah just... i think i've seen one of her um she spit one time on 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 instagram and i heard that out oh, yeah she's dope she's dope i heard her before <laughs> Yeah, she'll be performing at our event. 
Uh, on the 17th so she'll be there as for actors if you start thinking like okay this person does not have it in them to be an actor what is that one thing that you that you look into to see if they have it or they don't it's funny because these are some of the things that we're learning in class really you know and the thing is that um Everyone could be an actor if you put the work in it. The only thing, though, is that I find a lot of challenges within actors when they lack confidence and trust in themselves. It goes back to the same thing of of internal more than external, you know, um, because you have to remember that you have to make these roles as natural as possible. So sometimes when you, let's say you've never lived a situation that you're playing a role in, it becomes a challenge because how do you get into character, right? Like, how do I become that person? So if you can't find a connection that humanizes your role and that you could really um, empathize with that character, then it kind of defeats the purpose of um, of the role you're playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so I think that everybody has a different skill, but the one thing that will throw it off at any audition or whatever is one, if you think you're too damn cocky and confident that your shit doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that doesn't impress me at all. And two, um, you know, if you go up there and you don't trust yourself because then it's like, I have to trust that you trust you to deliver this work because you're the one executing that role, you know? That's really it. I mean, everybody's coachable as long as you're open-minded. But um, a lot of things that that I find is that, that the trust in the ability of executing the role that you're given, you know? Like, you have to trust that you could do it. So second-guessing yourself will make a lot of up and coming actors not be looked at, you know, because you're like, well, I don't know. He didn't even trust that himself, you know? Well, that goes along with anything that you, that a person would like to be, you know what I mean? As, as for profession, like if you second guess yourself, I don't know how you're going to make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you have to be, um, um, able to be coachable. A lot of people that think, they know it all and are stuck in one role. Unfortunately, you are stuck in a box, you mm. know, so it's hard to move forward from that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Have, have you ever considered going into acting? No, I write to be out of the audience sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, um, like, I, yeah, no, I, I'm good at writing, I'm good at motivational speaking, but to act, no, I get up and I do skits and do everything that I ask my participants to do because oh, okay. I'm a strong believer that um, any boss shouldn't be able to ask anybody to do something they're not willing to do themselves, you mm. know? So um, so I think part of being a director and a producer is also knowing your actors and how do you know your actors if you've never been in their shoes? Mm. So um, my people who have been doing the 12 week acting class I've been at each class and I've been up there doing the same things they do and reading script and breaking it down and getting into character and doing cold reads and doing commercial reads and doing auditions so um they know that they're not alone like you know is it nerve-wracking most definitely but is it possible yes and I think that 
when you have someone that they look up to taking that first step, then it becomes easier. Like, oh, all right, cool. Like, let me try it, you know? So, mm. um, so yeah, no, but as far as me being an actress, no, I don't see myself doing mm. that, but I'm going to be a badass producer and a director. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> so Man, like, you're a well-rounded person as for all these things that you're doing and you're, you're understanding what you're doing. Like, you're also writing script, right? And then you're um, yeah. doing all these different things. And it's like, man, like I admire like your passion. Like you're you're obviously in it for, for the love of it, not because of a monetary gain, which monetary gain does come, but you know, you're in it for the love of what you're doing, of, of, of helping other people, um, you know, express themselves through acting. And, you know, I'm admiring all that. And um, I hope- Thank you. I, I hope you spark someone's mind to continue doing the same that you are and in their own style. You know what I mean? And um, many more minds because uh, we need more people like you, you know. And it's um, like as a female, you uh, <laughs> you seem to have more balls than a lot of fucking guys that I know. You know what I mean? And um, Thank you. It, it just takes more than just... You know what I mean? Like courage. It just takes more than just ganas. You know what I mean? It, it takes more. And yeah. this is what your what movement you've just started. You know what I mean? And I say started even though you've you've already had a lot of successes because I know you have way more to go. You know what I mean? You have like fucking a whole yeah. another generation of, of, of success and you know, in years to come. And um and I thank you for having this, you know for having created this in the in, in the world that is very much needed oh no thank you um for allowing me to share this and i mean i am grateful um to god for putting me in this place you know because if you would have asked me three years ago or you would have told me three years ago that i would be in the hollywood industry i would have probably looked at you and thought <laughs> you were crazy you know like yeah no that's not gonna happen but um this landed on my lap and I believe that it landed for a reason and um, you know I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm not gonna give up until I reach the goal that I want to reach and um, and you know so far we have had you know some successes and and they're huge like as many people might look at them as small but to me it's huge you know being able to cast for shows like the like SWAT the Mayans like 9-11 being a consultant and casting for the movie Peppermint um you know R&R with some prestigious names you know like Juan Pablo Rabla, Method Man, Jennifer Gardner, um, you know, Rodrigo Prieto was the cinematographer and director and producer of R&R, &R, um, who's known for, like, um, Frida and Wolf on mm. Wall Street and um, 8 Mile, and, you know, for him to give us that opportunity and the endless opportunities that we've had, you know, with Mr. Um, Carlos, um, uh, you know, Popeye from Blood In, Blood Out, mm -hmm. you know, like, just... Um, people it's surreal you know like being at these red carpet events and, and being asked to to be a part of it from the same actors that you saw growing up you know and you're like wait what the hell <laughs> but um but I, I embrace it and um and I love it you know and um whatever this is whatever God has called me to do and chosen for me to do it like I'm more than ready to execute it and just um, having homies 
I don't know if um, you've seen one of my recent posts, but like a few homies that support us tremendously, you know, they won film of the year and um, HBO picked them up and, and they'll be, you know, doing more work with HBO and like bringing me along and oh, wow. like doing some production and, um, you know, hopefully casting and bringing some of our people on there. And that's really the goal, like, conquering one network at a time that's how I see so um you know just telling our stories and 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 keeping that there because it's um it's essential to show our generations to come that it doesn't matter our background our upbringing or what life has dealt you um you're the architect of your destiny and and you might not have control of what you were dealt with but you do have control of how you end your life you know like how you want the outcome to be so um man this is just the the beginning there's just the surface and i believe that you know and as long as we have more people like you guys supporting us and and the fans that hear us and everything then we'll be all right you know and even those haters i embrace them too because they just motivate me to keep pushing you you go straight up so oh damn you know what i mean like i it's an honor to to have you know to have you a, a part of my podcast and um you know it's just you just like give me a whole new, you know, aspect of, of, of what I can be, you know what I mean? Like like I actually would like to one day try out, you know, for acting and stuff, but you know, I don't know, somewhere down the line. <laughs> no, well, do it. Don't don't do that to yourself. Don't say, Hey, I you know, I wanna do it and then don't do it. But like, I'm really into writing though. I do wanna uh take classes on uh on script writing. As at at the moment I'm I'm writing a novel, but um, you know how how that shit will take. So it took me a fucking lifetime, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. But there's, you know, things that you could do. Like, if you were to write four pages a day, you would be done with an entire movie in a year. Oh, there you go. So you have to break it down. Sometimes you got to give yourself small deadlines. You know, if you say, I'm going to do this, uh, I have from here to two days, and I'm going to do that, then that's how you take it, you know, but... One thing that I do say is whether you do it or you don't, the time will pass. So mm. what is it that you want to do with it, you know? No so, doubt. you know, like, try it, try the acting, but write. And that's another thing that I am encouraging our guys and girls to do. Write your story. You, you have a story that's unique because it's yours to tell. You know, it's yours. Nobody lived it. Nobody felt it. Nobody mm. could tell it but you. And, um, and when we start understanding that through our personal stories, we heal other people, mm-hmm. then maybe more people will start talking about their stories a little more, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Now for people that would like to uh, get in contact with you, uh, share your IG um, and any other forms of, you know, I guess contact. Yeah. Um, so on IG, we are from the streets to the set um, on Facebook. We have our page from the streets to the set if you are interested in more questions or comments or um, booking anybody, our email is ura.casting at gmail.com. And um, you guys could reach out and we'll get to you as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah, to anyone listening that is considering going into acting, I really, really, really encourage you to break out of that, you know, safe zone that, you know what I mean, that comfort zone that you don't want to get out of, 
But you know deep within you, you know damn well that if you step out of this comfort zone, you know you'll be as successful as you're already envisioning. You just don't want to step, take that next step. Get up, take that fucking next step, and just fucking do it. Yep, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't don't hesitate. It's all about getting it done. You know, the more you second guess yourself, the more you hesitate and the more you stop yourself. So take a risk. I mean, the way I see it and the way I even tell my kids is um, we take a risk for the stupidest shit, you know, ever. So why not take a risk on something that's going to better your future and give you something that you could leave as a legacy to your children, you know? Like just do it. Damn, that's dope. Well, I thank you for um for giving me this time, Bernice, and um I will see you on the seventeenth. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much. And if there's anything else, then you have my number, and we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you very much, and you have a good night. Thank you very much. Likewise. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yo, yo, yo! I told you that shit was fucking dope. What you guys think? Berenice got that game, huh? She got that juice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. I hope you guys gained some knowledge from the homegirl. Um, like I said, you know what I mean? I love the conversation. I love to chop it up with people that know what they're doing in their, in their, in their careers, you know what I mean? Some people that, that know what, what, what to strive for, you know what I mean? And they know how to encourage them, them up-and-coming people, man. And that's what's up. That's what it's all about, man. Motivation, inspiration. Each one teach one. And I'm out. Uh, you've just been tuned in to another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. Cheer, cheer, cheer.